0: told some of them I had a meeting this morning and I'm going to give you all the same warning. Um, Now as you know, people have different political persuasions for different reasons. You're going to see me more be a little bit more vocal sometimes um, because whereas both parties have their issues, there's one that is just flat out wicked. Um, It is being used by the devil to destroy. And so um, let me say something and warn you now. Next You need to really start bracing yourself and praying and preparing your emotions because when we get past New Year's Eve and January hits, the United States um, is going to enter into a level of spiritual warfare that you have never seen before. Um, You will have never seen anything like this before. And the closer it gets to the November elections, the worse it would get. It is so bad that even though I've seen it from afar, I'm already afraid of it. Um, it is going you, you would have never. I mean, you already see what's going on in the news media now um, and you will have never, ever seen anything. And it is going to affect the emotions of the entire world. People are going to break over this. People are going to kill each other over this. People are going to leave Jesus over this. And the, and the individuals that you're going to see fighting just as much as everybody else will be the, uh, the children of God because um, unfortunately, usually in the body of Christ, there's a pattern in Scripture, and is that the majority of the people are rarely in tune with what the Holy Ghost is doing. It's another pattern that you see in Scripture. Rarely, if ever, do the people accept God's chosen leader for that moment. Rarely do you see that. They didn't want Moses. They didn't want, uh, you know, you remember Saul. God told them, now you're picking him. It's funny because you see this pattern. That's actually a true statement. When the people pick the leader, God rejects them. When God picks the leader, the masses reject them because God doesn't pick leaders based on anything, not health insurance, not your little pocketbook, not your social security, that's about to dry up and run out and all that type of stuff. He picks leaders based of his own based on his own will and his own purpose. So this war will seemingly be over Trump, but it is not over him. It is over good and evil. It are things that are being how many know the Bible says that when righteousness is exalted, the nation rejoices. But it says when the wicked bear rule, it says the people are depressed. And so and so how many you know, I always give you liberty to disagree with me, okay? I still wait for people to disagree with me with scripture and other different things. I give people instructions when I tell people, read this one book, and tell me that man is not supposed to be in office. Every person that reads it says, I'll never say nothing negative thing about that man when they read the book. You know, but uh, but if you don't want to know, know the truth, you'll hide for it from it, and then you'll be judged by it. And so um, I'm just, I want to bring something to your attention to show you what's really going on behind the scenes. I want to bring an article that, uh, Indian friend of mine sent to me yesterday. He said, I read the article. He said, I knew the Holy Ghost was telling me to send it to you. And then we're going to go over a little small lesson in regards to the four things that God uses to determine your worth for eternity. And uh, So it's not about to be a two-hour sermon. Trust me. Y'all been getting me in the past, but you're not going to get me anymore. Y'all like, we're not ready to say amen on yet, brother. The jury is still out on your foolishness. Okay, so uh, But how many of you know, you know, And 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 let me preface what I'm getting ready to say with this. How many know there's no such thing as a perfect man on planet Earth? So we're not talking about that. Donald Trump says stupid stuff the same way that you say stupid stuff. I wish that he would keep his behind off of Twitter. Okay, all that type of stuff. Okay, and so, but if you follow the pattern, what's going on is is that they bring up something that really the mass amount of people don't care about like collusion with Russia and different things. And they, if you pay attention for the last three, four years, three, they, they bring up something, and it's real hot for a moment. But because it was a lie, it dies out. And when it dies out, they then shift to something else. And then that's hot for a moment. And the masses are believing that this is true. So that's hot, and they keep pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And there's something about a lie that it won't last. Okay, The Bible says you can do nothing against the truth no matter what form it is. And so, so it comes out and it keeps moving from, from thing to thing to thing to thing. Now the hot button this week is we have evidence uh, to impeach him, um, which I'm going to tell you right now, it's never going to happen. Tell you most people don't even know what impeachment means. They think it means for the president to be fired. Let me tell you something. I encourage you to study impeachment. It's not going to happen. They just believe in their mind that it's going to happen. Let me tell you one of the things that's going on right now before I get into this is that the Lord is ropedoping doping wicked people he's ropedoping them what I mean by that is he gives them what they believe is an advantage for the purpose of tricking them the Bible says that God did that with Satan it said had Satan known that this was going to be the end result of him killing Jesus the Bible said he would have never crucified the Lord of glory why because our heavenly Father ropedoped him no, some of y'all know what I mean by rope-a-dope. Yeah, that's right. Maybe, oh, I'm sorry, I can't be doing that type of stuff. Okay, rope-a-dope, who was the boxer that did that? Um, Muhammad Ali in the George Foreman fight, was it? Yeah. It's that where When people think rope-a-dope, it means to reel you in and pretend like you are weak. So you let your guard down and then I knock you out. So it's a great fight because George Foreman was a very, very strong boxer. And what Muhammad Ali did is that he... He played possum. It's called rope-a-dope, where you reel somebody in, you act like you're being beat being beat down and you and so and so George Foreman thought he was winning because Muhammad Ali pretended like he was losing. and so but what George Foreman didn't know is that he was being rope-a-dope and that this man was dealing with the blows, but he was also conserving his energy. and while you just fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting, you didn't know that you were blowing yours out. And so Muhammad Ali waited until the right moment, and you know the end of the story. We fall down, (laughs) but you didn't get back up on that one, son. It's called a robodope. So God used it on Satan, and he's also using it on the wicked right now. And so that's why we're going to talk about that in a moment. You can't be blown away when the wicked attack you, because sometimes the Lord is just tricking them. You know what the scripture says? It says that when the wicked attacks you, God laughs at them because he sees their day coming. So, you know, laugh about that. okay? so but while they were talking impeachment, 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 they had a U.N. meeting this week in New York. And so I want to read to you just a couple or a few things because they wanted the president to talk about climate change. Let me help you out with something right now. The planet is not going to end because of let me tell you. Let me reverse this. The planet is not going down to the ground because your muffler is smoking up the intersection. I'm just letting you know that. If you want to know, want to know why the planet is being destroyed. It's called the force of sin. It's a force. And left unchecked, it corrupts everything that you can see. And so because these people are ignorant and they reject God, they institute dumb stuff like, well, you know, it's the plant down the street, putting emissions. No, it's not. This is a great big old planet. It's been here for a long time. I'm sorry, okay? So they wanted him to talk about that foolishness. The Bible already tells you how the planet is going to end. So I'm not concerned about some glacier that melted in Alaska and now there's grass growing. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying? The funny thing is the masses don't believe this. It's just always a few that's running their mouth. Okay, so during the UN, he decided to take this opportunity to talk about religious freedom. I'm going to read to you what he preached, because it's all over the news, what he preached to the UN. I just took a few paragraphs out, Listen carefully, and then we're going to shift to Iran for a moment. Remarks by President Trump at the United Nations event on religious freedom in New York. Let me explain something. First, there's something called the Johnson Amendment. I believe it was signed in like 1950s, 53, 54. The Johnson Amendment is a provision in the United States tax code that prohibits all nonprofit organizations, especially churches, from endorsing or opposing political candidates. The amendment is named for the then-Senator Lyndon B. Johnson of Texas, who introduced it in a preliminary draft on the law, of the law in July 1954. President Donald Trump, since he's been in office, has sought to repeal the provision, arguing that it restricts the free speech rights of churches and other religious groups. So on May 4th, 2017, five months of him being in office, Trump signed an executive order to defend the freedom of religion and speech for the purpose of getting rid of the Johnson's Amendment. Now, I will read to you just a few parts of his speech to let you know, how many know the Bible says don't be moved by what you see? It says the fight is not against flesh and blood. There's something else going on, okay? So I want you to, let, I wanna, I want you to think about what Satan would think about and do if the leader of the free world has this mindset. This is Trump talking. Today, it is a true honor to be the first president of the United States to host a meeting at the United Nations on religious freedom. And an honor it is. It's long overdue, and I was shocked when I was given the statistic that I would be the first. That's very sad in many ways, and it's great to be with you. The Johnson Amendment doesn't get spoken about enough, but I'm very proud to say that we've obliterated the Johnson Amendment within our country so that now we can listen to the people that we want to listen to, religious leaders, without recrimination against them. It's a very important thing, and I said that at the beginning, and I say it now. It's something I'm very proud of. The United States is founded on the principle that our rights do not come from government, they come from God. This immortal truth is proclaimed in our Declaration of Independence and enshrined in the First Amendment to our Constitution's Bill of Rights. Our founders understood that no right is more fundable to a peace, I'm sorry, fundable, No right is more fundamental to a peaceful, prosperous, and virtuous society than the right to follow one's own religious convictions. Regrettably, the religious freedom enjoyed by American citizens is rare in the world. Approximately 80% of the world's population live in countries where religious liberty is threatened, restricted, or even banned. When I heard that number, I had them go back and double-check it again because I said that can't possibly correct He said, but unfortunately and sadly, it was 80%. He said, today with one clear voice, the United States of America calls upon the nations of the world to end religious persecution. To stop the crimes against people of faith, release prisoners of conscience, repeal laws restricting freedoms of religion and belief, protect the vulnerable, the defenseless, and the oppressed. America stands with believers in every country who ask only for the freedom to live according to the faith that is within their own hearts. As president, protecting religious freedom is one of my highest priorities and has always been. Last year, our Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo hosted the first ever ministerial to advance international religious freedom. And this year's ministerial, Secretary Pompei announced plans to create the International Religious Freedom Alliance, an alliance of like-minded nations devoted to confronting religious persecution around the world. I've appointed a special envoy to monitor and combat anti-Semitism, and we are standing up for almost 250 million Christians around the world who are curse- persecuted for their faith. And as your president saying that, I'm standing up for 250 million Christians around the world who are persecuted for their faith. It is estimated that 11 Christians are killed every day for the following. I mean, just think of this, 11 Christians a day for following the teachings of Christ. Who would even think that's possible in this day and age? With us today is Pastor Andrew Brunson, who was imprisoned in Turkey for a long period of time. Last year, my administration was thrilled to bring him back home after a very short and respectful negotiation with a very strong man who is the president of Turkey. I called the president. and I said, this man is innocent. Let him go. They've been trying to get this man out for a long time. So I want to thank the president of Turkey uh, for being with us here today. I also want to thank Franklin Graham because he has been so instrumental in everything that we are doing. He's done such an incredible job in so many different ways, including floods and hurricanes. Every time I go, I see Franklin there. He's always there before me. I don't know how he gets there before me. I'm going to beat him one day. But he's always at these places of disaster. He's right there with an incredible large staff of volunteers that are just amazing. Thank you very much, Franklin Graham, for being here. Thank you very much, CC Winans, for being here. And thank you very much for Paula White being here. In July, I'm almost done, I met with survivors of religious persecution at the White House. We've honored that many of them, and we're honored that many of them could be here today as well. Some of these individuals suffered as a result of state-sponsored persecutions, others at the hand of terrorists and criminals. No matter the case, America will always be a voice for victims of religious persecution everywhere. No matter where you go, you have a place in the United States of America. Could I ask all you to stand up, please, and applause? United States is forming a coalition of U- The United States is forming a coalition of U.S. businesses for the protection of religious freedom. This is the first time has, this has been done. This initiative will encourage the private sector to protect people of all faiths in the workplace. The private sector has brilliant leadership. That's why some of the people in this room are among the most successful men and women on earth. We're really honored to have you in the room. Too often, people in positions of power preach diversity while silencing and shunning or censoring the faithful. True tolerance means respecting the rights of all people to express their deeply held religious beliefs. Before I conclude, I want to once again thank all the survivors in the room for their courage and resilience. You're an inspiration to the world you remind us that no force on earth is stronger than the faith of religious believers. The United States of America will forever remain at your side and the side of all who seek this religious freedom. Today, I ask all nations to join us in this urgent moral duty. We ask the governments of the world to honor the eternal right of every person to follow their conscience, live by their faith, and give glory to God. The United States has a vital role in this critical, critical mission in these last days. Okay, that's part of it. That's not all of it. Okay, so when you have a leader that is, uh, see, it's one thing to say that; it's another thing entirely to put your money behind it in your actions. That is the greatest threat to the devil, nothing else. Both God and the devil are looking at that because most people don't understand what it means to be in a spiritual seat. There are seats in the spirit. Also mantles, you heard her talking about that. But there are seats in the spirit. And when you sit in that seat, what's in you now flows through that seat into every single person that's underneath you. That is the role of leadership, okay? Okay. Every seed reproduces after its own kind. That's why it's very important what church you go to. I don't care nothing about the oratory skills of a preacher. I want to know what that dude is living in his private life. And you can usually tell that by what you see going on in the congregation, by the way. Okay. And so so this is somebody that's doing something. I put just this, this last little thing down here is that you know that he signed legislation to bring Bible literacy classes in public schools. It's been produ- It's been introduced in at least six states this year. And Donald Trump is sowing support for all of it. But, and then he put out a tweet, numerous states introducing Bible literacy classes, giving students the option of studying the Bible. He said, we're starting to make a turn back. Great. But then Rachel Laser, president and CEO of Americans United for Separation of Church and State, said state legislators should not be fooled that these bills are anything more than part of a scheme to impose Christian beliefs on public school children. Well, you're actually right about that, so I will admit it. See, so, so while everybody else is getting caught up in stupid stuff, that they think that they are political experts, no. You very rarely will meet a particular expert. All they're doing is going by signs. And most of what you see on most social media, 99.9% of it, is people who think they're smart but very ignorant. You can only understand anything from the spiritual point of view. What is God doing and what is God ordained? And I always remember this, folk. God does not care about what you care about. So you can be totally off cuff, totally completely deceived, but because you're caught up in the drama of all of the other ignoramuses on your job. And that's unfortunate because of this free social media. I was joking with somebody the other day. Y'all, it used to be a time when you made a movie, you couldn't afford to do it because you had to buy a camera that cost $100,000. Now all you got to do is get an iPhone and go on a free platform called YouTube. Used to be when you wrote a book, you had to go through some stuff to write a book. Now anybody can write a book. You know what I'm saying? Now, now you only have to be a model on a runway. You can just be an Instagram model. Just strip down naked, show your booty to the whole world. I'm a model because I got a a million followers. (sighs) Whatever. So we're competing with everybody in this society of technology. Unfortunately, the person with the doctorate and the person that didn't graduate are put on the same platform. And it just doesn't work that way. So don't be believing everything that you see and believing everything that you hear because most of what you see and most that you hear is off and not a little bit, but by, like I say, a lot of it. Okay, so based on that, that is a war because the enemy knows that that man sits in that seat and he's using that seat to try to establish some righteousness. The most important stuff that a king is supposed to do, he's established. Does he make mistakes? Absolutely. Does he say stupid stuff? Absolutely. But when it comes to the core, he couldn't put none of us up in there because we'd be worried about whether or not the president speaks in tongues. That's why the Lord had to use Mel Gibson to make the Passion of the Christ because you would have had Jesus doing the Holy Ghost dance and all that type of stuff. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. okay? I'll say this last thing. Come on, because the the message is just me going through scripture. Y'all just have a scripture lesson, but it's going to shock you. You're going to be convicted. You're going to be like uplifted. I got to do this, Lord. But how many know that the Bible talks about Lucifer creating a one world government? Would you like to know what the individuals that are right now trying to push the one world government have said is the greatest threat to them bringing about the one world government? They said his name is Donald Trump. That's what they said out of their mouth. They said the greatest threat to what we're trying to do right now is that man, so we got to get that man out of office so we can create this one world government. That's what they said. I heard them say it out of my own mouth. I wasn't in the meeting. I was watching TV. Everybody say, Iran. This is part two.